Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Come to you from underneath a peach blossom. It's time for an episode of Be Awesome. Find positivity throughout your life and work. Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk. Hello, Be Awesome listeners. This is episode 33 of the Be Awesome podcast, and we have broken into the Shovel Town Flag Company's barn for a really special podcast today in my hometown of Easton, Massachusetts. Thank you, Chris Mills, for not being home so we could sneak in here and uh, pull this podcast off. Uh, I want to open up, first of all, one of the reasons for this podcast is uh, last week there was a, a tragic, uh, beyond tragic accident in New Hampshire uh, with a uh, motorcycle club, uh, the Jarheads, that uh, lost seven of their members and friends uh, in, a, in a motorcycle accident in New Hampshire. And, you know, last Sunday I just... I felt like there was something that could be done, and I felt that there could be a ripple effect to make a difference. And uh, throughout um, 100% of 100 shirts, meaning 100% of up to 100 shirts, I was going to donate. Chris Mills from Shoveltown Flag Company donated a flag that we auctioned off on eBay that raised $620. And had a couple of people just randomly sent checks in um, saying that they wanted to contribute but didn't want a shirt and didn't want to bid on the flag. And... uh, by Friday of last week, we had a check for $3,000 for the Jarheads Motorcycle Club. If that doesn't say ripple effects make a difference, I don't know what does. And I'm just so thankful for the people that follow, support, buy the shirts, uh, listen to the podcast, share the story, share on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and do all that stuff. This is what it's all about. Uh, you know, I love to do public speaking, inspirational speaking. I am working on my book. I'm doing a whole bunch of things. But at the end of the day, uh, being great humans is what this is all about. And uh, today I'm really excited uh, to have a, a special guest and a dear friend of mine who's done some really awesome stuff uh, in our community. And uh, I want him to share with me uh, some of how to do this because I've traveled around the country and talk about, uh, we will call him Mr. P. Uh, what Mr. P uh, has done with he and this small group of uh, folks that uh, comprise a, a private group in, in our town. And uh, they I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, wow, that would be great if we had it in our community. Or I can't believe that this is something that's really that really happens. And uh, I was on the fence because this is an anonymous group. This is meant to be an anonymous group for a number of reasons. They do it because uh, they care. They don't do it for any credit which you don't see very often anymore, and they don't do things um, out of any other reason but besides knowing someone needs help, and that could be filling an oil tank or building a handicap ramp or putting a generator or just money for parking because someone's sick and goes to the hospital. And, and, and what's even greater than this, and we'll get into the conversation, is a lot of these people we would never know need the help. Maybe they're too proud. Maybe they don't have much family or friends. We're really getting into uh, the people that that need help that otherwise wouldn't get it. 
and uh, it has to be something pretty special. So, Mr. P, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. This is exciting. This is the first anonymous podcast. We got you a picture with the ski mask. Um, if we could figure out how the Wi-Fi worked, then here we'd already have it up. But uh, Chris has blocked us out and sounded the sirens. Um, so let's let's talk about this. Let's let's start at the beginning. How did this all get started? Well, I, I guess, and, and I can't tell you what year it was, but I want to say it was probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more. And uh, we were out in the backyard, and there were probably four or five of us, and we were having a couple of libations. And uh, my wife approached us, and she works with the public, she works with children. And she approached us and said that she had just become aware of a family. Um, I think it was probably November. The weather was starting to drop. The uh, temperatures were starting to drop that was experiencing some financial issues, um, and they were trying to do, look for different things. One of the issues was that the oil tank was empty, and I'll never forget it because uh, it was meaningful and, and it was really what started everything. Uh, without thinking, without anybody saying a word, uh, one of the four or five people there took off their hat, and we all threw a $100 bill in, or, you know, 520s, everyone threw in money, we handed it to my wife, and uh, she went and made sure that the oil tank got filled. Well, uh, when you see a group of grown men, some of them knuckleheads, myself included, it was it was really cool. The reaction, uh, I don't know that it was pride, but it was just, it was a feel-good moment, and it was something that really um, kicked things off for us. And we said, geez, you know, a couple weeks later, we, we were talking about it, <clears throat> And uh, between myself and a couple others, we came up with the idea of starting an uh, anonymous charity group. We became aware of a couple other situations in town that, that uh, we knew that we could get involved in, get in and get out quietly, and, and help those, those people. And I don't know when, or it was shortly after that, probably after the holidays, I'm certain of that, we, we ended up calling it the Silver Dollar Club. And we gave it a name, and, and the four, four or five original members had to carry a silver dollar just to make it fun. So if you get caught at a bar by another silver dollar club member and you didn't have your silver dollar with you, you get stuck with the bar tab. So it was just something to, you know, have yeah. some fun. I was actually the first victim of it. We flew in from California. I didn't take my silver dollar with me. They knew I wouldn't have it with me because uh, I left it on the bureau. And uh, sure enough, I got stuck with the first tab. Uh, probably a year or two of doing that. We had, um, you know, just collecting money, and, and it started to grow to 10 people, to 15 people, to 20 people, all trusted friends, most of us lifelong friends, uh, friendships of 40, 45 years, which was really, you know, I'll yeah. tell you, that's something cool. Yeah. When you can say you've been friends with somebody and still in touch for 45 or 50 years, uh, that means a lot. That's something I try to pass on to my boys. Um, I'm trying to think what, what took place, you know, after that, we... We really started getting interested at the holidays of helping some people, right? And um, so we would we would get more and more money, get closer to Thanksgiving, and we would try to help out some families at Christmas time, all local people, that sort of thing. And then I want to say probably two or three years into it, I got invited to a charity, and I didn't know what it was. It was a charity golf tournament, and we really didn't know what it was. But I said, sure, I'll go and uh, participate and be a part of the team and that sort of thing. Well, it came. To, it basically was a hospice group for pediatrics for children, and uh, I really I struggled with that. I just I had a real hard time. I ended up talking to a couple of the nurses at the uh, at the event after the golf tournament, 
And, uh, you know, just get in conversation. I said to him, you know, I have a group of friends that likes to uh, help out. We're not going to give you blood. We're not going to give you drugs. We're not going to give you plasma. But when your nurses walk into the house, what are they walking into? What are they walking in with? And they basically the answer was they were walking in with their medical bag. They were walking in with their pain medication, that sort of thing. And I'm thinking it's pediatric hospice. Why can't you walk in with toys for that child? Let's try and get the stress out of it, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, that icebreaker and stuff like that. So what we started doing, and she agreed, that they, they, but they didn't have a budget for it, that sort of thing. So I presented it to our now probably 15 people in the group, and we decided to do an annual pig roast in October every, every year. And uh, all we asked for anybody to come with was a toy, an unwrapped toy for kids, for, for boys, for girls, for all the different ages. But when the people coming to our pig roast started realizing what was going on, you should have seen it take off. It was fascinating. We actually, in my backyard at one point, I think the largest one we ever had was probably over 300 people. Wow. And it was fantastic because the people really appreciated the opportunity to, to be able to be a part of that, right. which is kind of what made it exciting. So, um, And then I think as time went on, it grew and it grew, and, and uh, we got as high as, I think, 45 members. And uh, But we decided to, to shut it down at that because we wanted to keep it anonymous. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to get sappy, but my aunt, Sister Patrick Francis, the Sisters of St. Joseph's, always taught me as a young boy that uh, charity is anonymous, real mm -hmm. charity is anonymous, right. and otherwise it's not real charity. And uh, so we kind of keep that in mind, and uh, it's grown into something special. Yeah, and it, and, and it has. I've, I've watched you guys and, and been around it for, for a number of years, and and now you do, you know, you do a, a hungry man. You do a couple other things, but you know, let's get back to the to the members and the money. And because I, I bet a bunch of people are sitting here going, well, "You guys are just a bunch of you know pocket heavy folks that want to throw your money around." You know, the, you're not giving a lot of money individually every year. You're you're putting in a few bucks. I mean, a few bucks a month that equates to right, um, you know, fifteen twenty dollars a month. But collectively, uh, that money adds up for you to be able to do some really good stuff for people. Yeah, that, yeah, you're exactly right. So there's no huge heavy hitters in there that are just writing checks. We're not. That's not what yeah. we're doing. Um, yeah, do the members throw something in every year? Do we, we don't really call it dues. Yeah. We just you know put it in there, right? Yeah. Because they want to do it. We try to collect it every year. And if members don't want to pay, then it's really not. It's not mandatory anything like that. Yeah. Um, we try to keep that cost down. Uh, so the pig roast, the annual pig roast went on and on and on for years and started to grow, <clears throat> and we still continue that today, and that's for that pediatric hospice group, and uh, what we ended up doing, because it started to grow, as people, as the membership grew, the request grew mm -hmm. for, for money, for, for situations, and so uh, a couple of, uh, couple of the members are very talented cooks. Yep. And so we put on what they call a 100 Hungry Man Dinner. Now, I know probably in other parts of the country, even around here, a lot of people don't know what that is. Um, but basically, we sell 100 tickets for $100 a piece. And for that, you get a prime rib dinner, potato, salad, roll. And then um, then you also, your ticket gets entered into a drawer. Mm -hmm. And uh, so first place, I think, is... Uh, $2,500, second place is $1,500, and third place is $1,000. That's what you get the $100 ticket. What ends up happening when people find out what we're doing and where the money's going, they typically donate it back. Right. You know? Um, so all like-minded people that once they realize what's going on and uh, some of the things that we've done in the past, it's kind of cool because they do, they 
typically, not always, and, and we don't expect them to. They, they won that money, but um, it's a raffle type of thing, and we, we, we do that. So that's a lot of fun. We actually sell out every year. People are asking for the tickets because yeah. they know what it's about, and it's, it's a nice night of uh, camaraderie. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good time. It's, yeah. it's, it's uh, a couple hours out. It's, uh, the, the running through the numbers is always uh, entertain, entertaining. <laughs> and then the side, you know, the side action of who's going to be the guy at the table, you know, which table that's going to, going to be the last, last man standing. Um, and you're right, you know, uh, being to the number of these events, you know, it's, you know, I always look at these things and I sit here and say, well, if I won, you know, and I, and I say sometimes, what if, if I won, what would I do? And, and with an event like this, it's like, it's a no brainer, you know, you, you give it back and it's because, you know, nobody's taken any money, you know, no one's taken any payroll. There's no, everything is given and, and you guys give more than, than, uh, than, than most. And, uh, and it's to make a difference. And, you know, hearing some of the things that you guys do and have done over the past, I mean, it's not just toys. I mean, like you say, filled an oil tank, you know, you know, this is kind of the play-by-play too to give people an understanding. Because I'm sure you've talked to people in other areas that, um, you know, you probably share some of this at some capacity, and they go, "Wow, can I be a part of this?" And you go, "Well, you know, it's for people because it's all people in, one, in our town um, that are that are members." And so, you know, and you've and I think you even said before we started here, it was like, you know, you tell people you can start one in your town. It's it's easy. Just yeah. get some like-minded people together, throw in a few bucks, start to figure out who needs some help. That may not be getting it, and and you know go after it. I was actually I was approached by a, good, a dear friend of mine from a neighboring town, and, and he asked. He said, "Jesus, I really want to be a part of that." And 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 I kind of thought about it, you know. And and it's a grassroots hometown, small town type of thing, and I didn't really want to spoil that. I didn't want to disrespect him because he also comes from a, a similar town, a small town, and he's civic minded and he and he likes to give back. So I encouraged him to start his own group. Yeah, you know, I said this is what I did. Just try it. Just give it a shot. You know, and um, he's done that. He hasn't realized as much success as we've had mm-hmm. uh, with it and the longevity. But uh, I know if he keeps plugging away at it, it's going to be just fine. He did relate to me uh, that the, the the past holiday season was just amazing. He said it really changed the way he thought about things and how fortunate he was, and uh, and he passes it on to his kids as I've done. I mean, my expectation for both of my boys, who are young adults now, is that they'll take this over. Yeah. That generation will take that over. Yeah. And, I, and I got to expect knowing you and your family the way I do, your your children will do that. Yeah. And uh, and well, that's uh, the hope anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> I, and I think we talked a little bit about this. But you, you know, I know you you talk about this around the country, and people ask you about it and stuff like that. It's really not hard if you get a group of ten or fifteen people. Right. Get together, throw a couple hundred bucks in each. Right, yep. and when you become aware of that elderly woman down the street in the holidays in the air, and she can't get the oil in, or she's choosing between prescriptions and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think the difference with our group is, and I got to be careful here, but we have some doctor, we have a doctor in our group, we have a lawyer in our group, mm-hmm. we have some cops in our group, we have some firemen in our groups, uh, we have some people in education, mm-hmm. in the local education, school systems. And, and we have some DPW guys, we have heavy equipment operators, we have mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the type of town that we come from, and maybe from some of those backgrounds, we're in a position to hear about some sad stories. We're in a position to realize that some families experience in trouble or, or something like that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a second with regards to hearing some sad stories. Because, 
you know, today with social media, I get on the social media soapbox and how ridiculous I think the majority of social media can be. Um, the, the, the importance of knowing who it is that you're helping is of little relevance. Like the name, the address, whatever. Your people, your people come into your meeting and say, we have a person who's going through dot, 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 and they need help. And then you guys have a discussion of what it is that you think is needed and then come to a vote as to what you what right. you How provide. can we give them some relief? And, and thanks, thanks for bringing that up because never do we ask, well, who are they friends with? Mm -hmm. What church do they go to? Right. Where did they grow up? That doesn't enter into it. That mean, That's meaningless to us, all of that. We're not interested in any of that. Their yeah. background, what happened or why it happened, um, it doesn't matter to us. Uh, it, it, you know, even people that... In a nice community like ours, they seem like they're doing okay. Yeah. But then when tragedy strikes, um, you know, that's when we like to get in there and see if we can do something. Um, would they get by without us? Certainly. But if sometimes, if not always, I hope that we're leaving some of their stress. Mm -hmm. We uh, very common for us, almost monthly now, is unfortunately every family's been touched by cancer. Let's say. Yeah. The expense of going in and out of Boston, because now you got to park. You've got to drive in and out of Boston. You've got to feed the family, yep. right? You're going to eat at a restaurant in Boston, um, that sort of thing. What we like to do typically, as soon as we hear about something like that, we'll get probably five, six, $100 Visa gift cards over to the family in an envelope. It's not marked. It's nothing. Yep. It's just, here, use this for food, gas, and parking. I hope it helps. Yeah. Now, that, that family probably could get by, but you know what? It's just one less stress in their life. It's just one less thing for them to worry about. And when you see a group of grown men... Um, I've only seen them get emotional once or twice, but when you see mm -hmm. the joy in their face that they did that, it's, it's really cool. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, another great example was we come from a very nice community, you and I, right? I yeah. think that the, this town, is, it's a wonderful town. Um, there was a girl that was in children's hospital, and she wasn't able to attend classes. Mm -hmm. And the school department did not have it in their budget to buy a $6,000 robot that attends classes for her, and it generates the image and the voices in the entire class back to her at the hospital. It's a two-part system. Mm -hmm. And it's literally a robot that goes classroom to classroom for her. So it's like she's there. It's like she's there. Now, unbeknownst to any of us, we didn't know that th it was common in, in hospitals. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, one of our spouses brought it to us and said, this girl's gonna, in danger of staying back. Academically, she could do this if she had access to one of these. and. Um, it was funny because it was a large donation. It was a lot of money, and not one person hesitated. The six, I think it, came, it was over six thousand dollars. Not one person hesitated. Said we got to get this to this girl, mm -hmm. and uh, and she did. And she's actually still 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 with us today, and she's thriving. Uh, the better part of that is that investment has now. I think it's on its fourth student. Yeah, that has been forced into a hospital setting and in danger of staying back, and that's pretty cool. That's really cool. That's, that's very, it's very, very cool. Um, that, you know, the, the thing that really is amazing to me, um, again, going back to social media, going back to GoFundMe, going back to humble bragging, going back to all the things that people do to find an organization, a group that does things to do it because it's the right thing and that's it there's got to be a, a huge amount of trust, right? There's got to be, you know, you guys come into a meeting and someone says, here we have this girl that wants a $6,000 you know, robot. Here we go. 
um, for the for the whole transaction for everything to go the way that it does, there's got to be an incredible amount of trust and belief in each other, and that's got to be a great feeling in itself. Because today, there's I mean, most people if and I challenge people listening, you know, think about how many people you could walk into a room with and say, I need something of importance. And don't give them much detail, just that you need it. And how many people in your life do you have that would go, I'm on board, let's let's make this happen, let's figure it out. That's got to be a pretty good feeling in itself, just to have that group of people in your life that once a month you get together with that, you know, someone's going to bring something to the table, someone's going to bring something up that's going to need addressing. And there's a very high likelihood, as close to 100% as you can get, that good reason, good purpose, and, and good um, interest in helping is needed. And, and you have to just kind of say, you know, you can ask questions, but yeah, hey, let's let's do this. Let's help, let's help this person. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times when you talk about that, a lot of times I've seen members come in and say, hey, listen, uh, this family just experienced this. Um, nobody knows who they are. We don't really identify names or anything like that. Um, and he'll say, well, well what do you need? Well, can we get them $500, you know, gift cards just yeah. to get them through the week for groceries or something? Like that. And and what's funny is if you're asking for five, it usually turns into 1000 or 1500 right. The members, they, they get excited. They're like, oh, that might not be enough. Give them this. Yeah. And um, Or come back and check up, make okay. sure. And you've, you've seen that yeah. many times. Here, here's the 500 Please get back to us immediately if you find something else out. Right. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, Somebody said, or you've said, and, and I've heard from others that, why, wow, what, what a wonderful thing that, that you guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I, I know this is going to sound corny as hell or sappy, and I'm, I'm going to get some grief from one person on it, but the, the feeling we get from it, it it's amazing. Yeah. It, it's almost selfish that, that everyone feels so good about it. I've seen grown men, 55-year-old men, cops, firemen, lawyers, walk out of a room high-fiving each other because they were able to impact that family. They were able to do that. We bought, um, well, like I said, we have access to the education system. You can see in September that some, uh, there's one family coming in and their clothes are just, it's just not right. Yeah. And uh, as soon as that's mentioned, you get this group of grown men yeah. that understand that maybe this 13-year-old girl needs to have better clothes and outfits because it involves her pride and her self-esteem and how she's received at the public school system or something like that. And immediately, $1,000 is on the table to buy her clothes. Yeah. That, and then you see a group of grown men high-fiving each other. You wouldn't yeah. think that would happen. Yeah. But it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's... Um, and, and the fact that there's nothing to it and... and and I've seen in a couple of occasions, you know, that people want to do something like that and make it fanfare. Like, hey, let's do a newspaper. Let, hey, let's take the let's take these kids back to school shopping and have the newspaper there and do a report. You guys are just saying, hey, here, go. Do, do, be a be a be a be a kid that gets to experience having new clothes or having an opportunity or providing. I think there was one. Um, one story I think I'd heard about years ago with a, with a kid that was displaced living with the grandparents mm-hmm. and wanted to get, and all, all that child wanted was for the grandparents to have Christmas presents. Yeah. Like that was like, yeah. I mean, tell me, now that's probably one of those times that you cried because you're sitting here saying, yeah. Hey, we want to give you something for Christmas. Right. And all this kid wants to give is his grandparents. Want to make sure that they had a nice Made sure that they had a nice Christmas. Uh, and actually, so it worked out really well because they all had a nice Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
you know. And uh, like I said, if that doesn't give you goosebumps, I don't know what to tell you. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was very reluctant to do this with you. Yep. Uh, I, I have a great deal of respect for you. I think uh, you and your family are just amazing. Um, I was concerned. I was very concerned about the anonymity of our group. I was very concerned. We've never taken credit for anything. Uh, matter of fact, our largest donation um, did get some public attention, and they wanted it to go to the uh, to the local newspaper. Mm -hmm. And we said absolutely not. And then we had another uh, a, a legit you know charity group in town. We had them go do it. Here, you guys donate it. We're going to give it to you. You guys donate it. You guys take the credit. We'll help your, we'll help your roles and everything like that. And uh, that's that's we go to that extent. We don't want and I and I, so again, I was reluctant to do this. Yeah. And I'm still I I have some reluctance. You convinced me when you said, well, other people may do this if they hear about this. Other people may do this in similar towns around the country because I know how much you travel. Yeah. And uh, you're not shy. You certainly you certainly <laughs> like to talk to everybody. Yeah. And um, so if this, I guess if this accomplishes that, I'll be okay with it. Yeah. But if I'm breaking our trust or our uh, anonymity, I'll be upset. Yeah. Well, I made you wear that stupid ski mask. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I made you wear that stupid ski mask, and, and uh, at no point will I share uh, names of, of members or specifics of anything, and I appreciate that. And truth be told, I've wanted to do this for upwards of a year. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I experienced something uh, about a year ago traveling where uh, I was in a I was in a community that there was a family that was really in need and the people were lost the residents were were lost as to what to do and some of the residents were even hesitant to to give yeah because they were like well what is my ten dollars or twenty dollars what's that really going to do yeah and so I started talking to them about you guys and I was like there's this great group in Easton, and they do phenomenal stuff. And it's just a it's just a group of, of guys that get together once a month and put a few bucks together, and you know, they're doing amazing things. And then as I started talking to people throughout the last year, it's like nobody does this. And I think every community should have this. Like every community should have a silver dollar club. Yeah. And and they should have a a, a group of like minded individuals that want to make a difference just for the fact of making a difference, giving someone an opportunity, giving someone that ability maybe. Because um, I think I heard a story once that you guys spent a weekend. I think you built a, a handicap ramp or did something for to help someone's house become because they were they were um, in a wheelchair yep. and um, you you gave them that freedom of being able to come home opposed to having to stay in some rehab center because they didn't have a, a handicap accessible home. Yep. Um, people don't under, people don't typically do that to do it. They do it for some other purpose or they don't do anything and they stay on the sidelines and they say, well, I wish I could have done something. Yeah. And the reality is we can all do something. Okay. And I think that, you know, I think that if one group in the country or one person listens to this and they go, you know what, if, if Mr. P and his guys can do this, um, I think we can. And let me put together a few people and let me put together a fundraiser and let's do this quietly and you know what? The feeling that we're going to get is going to be so much greater than any newspaper article or Facebook post or anything else. The feeling that we're going to get when we get together, when we make that difference in that person's life, and we know we did it. Like, that's got to be pretty cool, going around and you know that you're doing these things and nobody else knows. Like, right. you're just like, I mean, you probably go to places and people talk about the stuff and you're just sitting there going, uh-huh, yeah. And yeah. the reality is, you guys were the, you guys kind of shepherded the whole thing. Yeah. 
Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I'm a townie. I, I've lived here my whole life. I'm coming up on 57 years old. <clears throat> and uh, probably three or four years ago, I was approached um, uh, by one of the town officials, actually, and said, hey, listen, um, you know a lot about what's going on in town. They said, uh, we, this, we're, we're hearing about some charity group that, that's anonymous, and, and they want to stay anonymous. And, uh, but we have this thing where we know somebody needs some help, and we don't know how to contact them. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because I said, geez, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never heard of that group. And I'm kind of laughing on the inside, yeah. you know, but it actually made it more fun. <laughs> yeah. It I'll, makes, it, it I'll makes make a few phone calls for you. See what right. I <laughs> And I said, you know, why don't you give me the information and I'll see if I can find out who they are. And if I find them, I'll pass that information on to yeah. them. You know, um, that's a ton of fun. You know, yeah. I'm walking away snickering, having a blast with that. Um, and that's fun. For, yeah. for us, that's fun. We really do like it. Um, a lot of times, like I said, we go to great lengths just to, to drop it off and people are like, well, who can I write? Who can I call? Yeah. Nobody. Here you go. See you later. Yeah. Have a good time. And if you need something else, we'll be in touch. You know, um, a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's amazing. It, it uh, just talking about this, it just is when you think about it and, and you think about today and how difficult it is. And you touched on this a little bit ago, which was the, the requests or the needs is increasing yeah. and it's something that I a big part of what be awesome is about with the shirts and with what we're doing with the, with the jar heads and and all of this is the the it, just in the last year since I started be awesome the the need for people to get help has not gone down it's, and it's not, not going to it's getting it's right. getting harder to live it's hard, getting harder to have basic uh, your basic needs never mind if you have um, you know, needs that are due to health reasons, you know, whether you need to have this, you know, specially equipped home or a specially equipped car or some other thing, sure. um, you know, uh, and it just, it just seems to increase. And I think that the need to have people to step up, uh, and, and genuine good, like, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not sliding GoFundMe and I'm not sliding these, these, these sources, but I mean, we see it all the time, right? It's going to get worse with, with, programs like that with more stories that we hear like the homeless guy that supposedly gave his last twenty dollars to that girl and the girl and the and the boyfriend or husband in New Jersey that they raised almost a half a million dollars and kept the money and went gambling and did yeah. all this stuff. Like we really need to get back to community. We really need to get back oh, to looking it. out for our looking out for our neighbors. Yeah. You know, absolutely take care of everything globally and try to help as much as we can. But we really need to get a handle on what's next door to us and how do we help them and how do we raise everybody up and we can only do it with with, with groups like you guys I, and my belief is like that's that's huge well i like to think it's small town america somebody's going to roll their eyes when i say this yep um and, and i touched on it before i'm telling you we get more out of it than we give yeah when you see a, a group of grown men acting like they do i've actually seen them weep at a couple of the hard real hard cases i've seen some of the grown men actually weep yeah at what at, at what they do but they walk out and know and they did the right thing a lot of fun, yeah, a lot of fun, and it's very, it's not work. Yeah. You know, it, for anybody that, that's out there listening, and if you're considering this, it's not work, it's joy. I mean, people will get upset if we have to cancel a meeting or we don't get together. And, 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 and mind you, some meetings we don't do anything. Some meetings we just sit around and have a couple of uh, beers. Yeah. Because it's not, nobody's got any requests, everything seems to be good, we're not aware of any situations, and we can, just, we've gone as two, three months sometimes without a request. Yeah. And that's fine too, you know. Um, but it, it, it's, it, it's cool. It's, 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 it's really, it's a lot of fun. 
So let's 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 do a couple minutes here to blueprint a little bit. Mm -hmm. So let's let's say someone wants to start something like this. First of all, from what you're saying and what I'm gathering, and and just correct, I'm gonna kind of give my best way of how I would see it, and you just kind of add to it and think about it. Um, if you want to start this, typically, with 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 efforts and initiatives, it's always reactionary, right? It's, something's happened, and now we got to rush to to, to, to raise yeah. and do yeah. this. So, you know, maybe if something's happening and you you get some folks together, realize that you can do more outside of that and start to be proactive opposed to reactive. So you want to start this group with the idea that you're not just going to get money for that one case. You're going to start to pool up money so that you're prepared for when something comes to you down the road. Yep. Um, so building that idea of, hey, this is something long term. Mm -hmm. We're not going to just you know get together, put some money in a hat and then be done with it. This is long term. Finding long term people that are like minded that are going to say, we're in this for the long haul. Every year we're going to throw in what we can. Might be 50 bucks, might be 200 bucks, whatever. Until you can kind of form any sort of, I don't want to say guides, but any sort of mm -hmm. kind of ideas of what, what it should be. Mm -hmm. um, should there be a, a I mean, you should, you should have some organization at some level. You say it's not hard. How should the organization, or how would you say an organization should be set? I mean, you, should, you definitely need to have some leadership representing how a meeting goes, yeah. someone a moderator or something, you know, how do you... So I guess I was always the de facto leader. I, I, for, I, I don't want to say that I started this, but, um, you know, it was at my house and it, I just happened to be there and, and things took off. And then um, <clears throat> I, uh, I wanted to get involved more for the holidays. So the same people that donated that initial night to help that woman with the oil, mm -hmm. I kind of reached out again. I said, hey, guys, you know, we know that this, this people, these people could use help during the holidays. And they didn't hesitate one bit. How much you want? Mm -hmm. That's exactly how much you want. I said, I don't know. Let's do $100 a piece. There's another $500. We can, we can do this for Christmas. We can do this. We can yep. do that. Um, I can't say exactly how we became somewhat organized. My wife refers to us as a group of mental giants, mm -hmm. and she can't believe it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Positive reinforcement. Positive That's reinforcement keeps going. right there. Yeah. Um, but um, eventually what happened was, you know, uh, I got the term of being president of, of this yeah. group, or something, for lack of a better term, and, and so that we did have some, someone had to say, this is when we were going to meet. Yeah. Someone had to say what time we were going to meet. And then someone had to have some sort of an agenda. Now, right. you've been there. The, mm -hmm. the agenda is incredibly loose. Mm -hmm. We try and start, you know, at 7 o'clock once a month. We usually start around 7.30 because we got to get people away from the bar. Yeah. And um, some meetings have taken five minutes, and some meetings have taken over an hour, an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. um, most of them, for the most part, they're not serious meetings at all. I don't want this to become something. I don't want it to become a structured 501c3 corporate Mm -hmm. Where we need lawyers and account, I don't want. I, I'm not interested in that. Well, it takes your ability to do all the things that you do. Exactly. Away. I mean, because now you now you're doing. You know, a vote is basically, hey, this person needs this. You know, what do you think? Yeah. And everyone's like, well, just give it to them. It's not an I or nays yeah. or any of this stuff. And um, and I guess that's what sets, separates us from other clubs and other organizations. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's very very informal, and if, I think if you can keep it that way. Mm -hmm then you're better off. I really do. Yeah, I think that that, that, that just intrigues me with, and, and just the way that I am in life is, you know, take action. 
like just do it. Just do it. Like have doing, fun doing, it. doing doing something is always better than doing nothing. Right. And so, be, being able to take action. Don't have a meeting to have a meeting to discuss about a meeting for the meeting that you just had. Um, and you guys are able to just take that action. And so, you know, the the idea too is, I would I would say that the 40, 40 45 members, you know, between all of them, they probably. I mean, this is a twenty five thousand resident community. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing how far that reach of 45 members is, how they can kind of tap into almost the whole community. Because it's, it's a very, all the members are active in, at one level or another, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. they're, Absolutely. you know, there's there's members that are saying they're able to find or hear about because of whatever, yep. um, what's going on. And there might be members that are resourceful that can help, you know, get lumber or get whatever is needed. So, you know, is, was that just luck? It's luck. I think a lot of it came from, this is a different kind of charitable organization, right? If you look at, we have four, which is a very formal 501c3 with a board of directors. Mm-hmm. Member. You have the Lions Club. Yep. You have the Knights of Columbus, right? Mm-hmm. These are all very formal settings with very formal rules. We just like to refer to ourselves, and you've probably heard it, uh, just a group of, uh, group of guys that mm-hmm. like to have a couple of beers and jump in when they can anonymously. Mm-hmm. I think if we changed or if we did anything different, we became a Lions Club or a Four or something mm-hmm. like that, we would lose that anonymity. We would yeah. never have that. And that's what I think keeps half the members there. Yeah. The fact that they're sneaking in, helping fix something yeah. or relieving some family stress and getting out quietly, it's fun. It's a lot of fun for them. Um, so as far as structure and stuff like that... Keep it loose. Keep it loose. So I actually, I was with the CEO of one of the largest companies in the world. I happen to have the privilege of being with him several times. And we got to talking about this. And he su- he suggested to me, he said, well, here, here's a phone number. I want you to call my administrative secretary, and I'll donate to your club. And I said, you don't understand. That's not how we work. At that time, we had a bag full of money. We mm-hmm. literally had a paper bag full of $100 bills. That's what we like to do. Mm-hmm. And people shake their head and like, but you could be this. You're right, we could be, but we don't want to be. Right. We don't want to be the Lions Club. We don't want to be the Knights of Columbus. We don't want to be that group. Mm-hmm. We want to remain quiet. We want to remain anonymous. And we just want to get in and get out. Mm-hmm. And I think if we changed anything, including the structure of anything, I think we would lose that and it would dissolve immediately. Yeah, and you know, I see a lot of these groups um, that are more formal losing. You know, they're having a hard time with membership. And they do and great things. work. They, a lot oh, of they do phenomenal work. work. Great they work. Do, yeah, they, they, they're having... Um, they're having challenges getting people to commit to, to members, to becoming and getting to be members because probably a lot of the formal requirements and things. I mean, running it loose might be something for that person that I, I, I'd say I've been, I've, I've had, uh, Lee Avery Williams has been calling me for 15 years and he's called, I think, every person in Easton to, to join the Lions Club. Yep. And, uh, and every single, and he, and he's always been just phenomenal with me and understanding He's like, Hey, how's it looking for next month? And I'm like, I, what's the date? And every time he tells me the date, I'm, I'm, traveling. I'm traveling, which is like all the time. I would love to be a part of the Lions Club. I watch the Lions Club auction every, every year. I buy the most ridiculous thing. I had a sailboat in my yard two years ago. I got a Tom Brady cutout wood thing. I got a, I got a wooden cannon in my island. I, I buy the most ridiculous things in the auction. I'd love to be the auctioneer for that. But I just don't have the time to commit to it, and I don't have the ability to. Be, but I want to be involved in something. Sure. So this could be something that's really great for for someone or some group of people in Oklahoma or or, or Montana or California. That's saying, 
yeah, I can't be a part of group whatever, whatever. Yeah, with work um, parties. They, these, with all this other stuff. Work parties, yeah. Expectations. I, I, I want to just be in, involved in something <laughs> to do it. So um, finding those people that want to do it. Um, well, we're probably coming close on time. You got a role. I really appreciate you giving me your time here. I, um, Chris will know that I appreciate him um, kind of allowing me to break into. <laughs> this is nice. It's quiet. It's it's peaceful. We should open up the garage doors for a little bit and see how many people stop in. For the, those of the you, corporate office of Shovel Town. Yeah, Fire well, for those of you that didn't listen to uh, episode, I think it was twelve or thirteen. But Chris Mills, uh, Chris Mills Construction. He's also a firefighter paramedic. He's a great friend, and uh, he started this company, Shovel Town Flag Company, and he's been a huge supporter of Be Awesome. Uh, makes these rustic. Uh, I don't want to use the word rustic. They reclaimed wood flags. Uh, I'm not sure if rustic's the right word, but the woods, you, you know, some of the woods 150 plus years old, unbelievably talented. And uh, I knew he wasn't going to be home. So Mr. P and I uh, raided the garage and we're sitting in here because the sound actually was pretty good uh, on the podcast. You can go to Shoveltown Flag Company and see those flags. Yeah, you yeah. go to Shoveltown Flag Company. It was at shoveltownflag.com. And uh, you can see the flags, buy the flags. He's got some new designs and uh his walls looking pretty empty, which means that sales are up. Yes. So, yeah. uh, well, I think he donates more than himself. <laughs> if I know, yeah, yeah. he yeah. donates well, more yeah. than himself. He's, He's never said no to any group. Yeah, no, he is uh, one of the most selfless uh, people. And and in uh, in some of my podcasts recently, you know, sharing more selflessness opposed to selfish and and talking to people. And you know, I can't thank you enough. I know how hard this was for you to say. You know, I'm willing to talk about this. But how do I do it without yeah. spilling spilling the beans, sharing the word? And I'm sure there's probably going to be one or two folks, because uh, I know I have at least three listeners. Uh, my fiance, my mom, and my grandmother. If she's listening, when my mom's listening uh, from in our town that listen to the podcast. But I'm sure a few folks will might recognize your voice and, and know who you are. But uh, the rest of the members, uh, rest assured. No, nothing. No, no member names <laughs> and an anonymity is is staying good over here. Um, but I uh, really appreciate you doing this. I think it's going to make a difference. And like you said, if we can get one more group like this in the sure. country to just start to take care of their neighbors for no other reason other than to take care of them, then this was uh, well worth it. And hopefully your membership is not um, upset with, with the decision that you made to do this. So, um, But really appreciate you. And, and keep up the great work. I really... Uh, well, and to you as well. Yeah. Mean, all the things that you get involved with and help out with and... <clears throat> yeah, to you I, as well. well. I appreciate it. I I can't do this stuff without without great great friends like you and, and Chris and others that are that are behind me. I this this whole journey has just been uh, kind of a whirlwind. But uh, uh, it's it's great not to have jerks in my life anymore at all. Because <laughs> uh, when you wear an awesome shirt, you know jerks just walk away from you. That's a that's the beauty of it. Uh, that's going to be my shameless plug for shirts. Um, I'm going to make an announcement here. Hopefully in the next week or so, I really apologize to the organization that has been absolutely phenomenal to work with the last month or so. Um, we're going to make a, a really exciting announcement, hopefully here in the next week of the next support that we're going <clears> to <throat> be doing for our shirts. So that's the alarm going off. So Chris is actually watching us. We legitimately um, did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're having the podcast here. Can you hear us? This is great, yeah. Um, so that's Chris. Yeah. Hi. Just wrapping up a podcast in your garage. Hope you don't mind. 
Yeah, there we go. Um, sorry about that. So our shirts, um, you know, when you buy a shirt, three things happen. One, people around you, they're being reminded to be awesome. Uh, when you look in the mirror, you're reminded to be awesome. And the third thing is every single shirt has a minimum of $3 that's going to go to charity and it's going to support uh, homeless kids, homeless and foster kids in the United States, which is 3 million of them today. And uh, we're going to be expanding our support. You know, we've supported uh, with some some uh, sensory paths for kids with autism in elementary schools. And um, uh, we're going to be we're going to be donating uh, shirts, uh, shirt funds. And I'm, I'm going to try to increase that in the next couple of months um, based on what we're doing and uh, and expanding who we're supporting. Um, that's going to be really exciting. So hopefully if you want a shirt, uh, we've got Be Awesome shirts. We've got a handful of the super awesome special edition shirts. You can go online. It's B-E-A-U-S-M.com. Uh, you can email me, Josh, at Be Awesome. Let me know how I'm doing. As always, do a review, do a rating. you got to do both on, on iTunes. That's what gets my uh, exposure up. That's what gets my um, uh, listeners up. That's what gets me up in the uh, podcast rankings. I want to get up there with Joe Rogan. i got a ways to go. Uh, I think I'm at around 28,000, and he's number one. So, But that still puts me in the top 5% of podcasts with over 700,000 out there. So without you guys doing that stuff, I would be... Uh, probably at 700,000. So can't thank the 37 folks that have taken the time to do a rating and review. You do one, send me an email. I send you a shirt, send you a coffee mug, send you a hat, send you whatever uh, item of Be Awesome you want. Uh, really appreciate uh, the followers on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. You know, the, 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 the way we've been going with this has just been phenomenal. And uh, I can honestly say I've had absolutely zero negative feedback, even with uh, some 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 challenging podcasts. The um, Colonel Athens um, podcast that had a lot of wind in the background. I stalked him um, with a couple of the other podcasts with some sound. We're, we're actually modifying and changing that. Uh, but we are going to make that uh, those podcasts a little bit easier to listen to. We're going to make them uh, even better moving forward. have to say uh, thanks to my friend Chris Martinetti for being open and honest with me and uh, doing it in a nice way. So we're fixing all of that, and it's because of him. So in the meantime, I'm going to be doing a podcast later this week on uh, the one year, and uh, thank you and everything else. And remember, in order to do awesome, you got to be awesome. Have a great day.